0: Hey there, welcome to The Tent, I'm your host, Scott Thelman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Do you know one of those fish people who just, like, I don't know, freaks out every time they find a snail in their planted tank or see a little spot of algae or perhaps maybe just that the tank doesn't look right this morning, even though it looked the same way, you know, yesterday morning? Are you that person? I have to admit, I think I used to be. I say used to be because I, th- I think I got over it. I was one of those fish geeks who, I don't know, upon seeing some little problem or what I made a problem in my, you know, my tanks, say a piece of wood slightly askew or an aggregation of sand blown into an area by a, a, a pump or something, I would freak the fuck out and have a towel down on the floor, sleeves up and be in contact with the water in like under a minute to correct this issue. Yeah, my fishy friends thought I was a little bit of a drama queen when it came to my tanks, and I admit I probably was. I think that the origins of this behavioral issue could have been traced back to the days when I had my aquariums in my bedroom as a kid. You know, one of the conditions my mom placed on me was that everything had to look presentable at all times. And of course, I quickly learned that presentable to a mom is far different than presentable to a 14-year-old fish geek with seven tanks in his bedroom. And That compliance was well important if I ever get that 8th tank in there, right? Survival skills. You acquire them. So I learned to deal with, you know, small problems quickly and efficiently. Always did, even as a grown-up. However, there was this thing that would happen when I dealt with stuff in my tanks. You know those small problems that would crop up from time to time? Well, of course, many of these small problems led me to rationalizing the need to make one more adjustment to the wood or trim this little bit of coral from this area or trim that plant or maybe tweak the orientation of a couple of pieces of rock. And, you know, my thought was like, well, I'm already in there, right? Easy stuff, right? Stuff that innocently starts at 7.30 a.m. and results in a four-hour, calling sick to work, five-towel project of serious proportions and just so you know i often refer to the number of towels required to you know for a project as a measure of its seriousness and complexity it's a pretty good measure too in my opinion a one towel project would be something easy like you know shaking a piece of errant plant debris from a filter intake or a three towel project would be something like a water exchange internal algae scraping filter cleaning and media replacement session a five towel job well that's like all hands on deck that man your battle stations kind of thing you know The innocent, I just have to move that one piece of wood thing that starts out innocently enough and morphs into an all-morning, mind-bending, total redo of the thing. New look, clouded water, stuff everywhere. You really didn't want to be around me during a five-towel moment. Yeah, those five-towel projects. I think that since i really dedicated a huge part of my fish keeping life to the botanical method aquarium genre as well as back into reef keeping i've sort of learned to relax the reef keeper in me still has a very serious side who wants things just so and who wants to keep his tanks you know visitor ready at all times but with the cool vibe and natural aesthetic of our kind of aquariums it's a lot easier to explain away that small patina of algae on the wood the fungal growth or the biofilm on the botanicals or some decomposing leaves it's part of the deal And actually something that can educate the uninitiative initiative about our, I don't know, our strange obsession. So yeah, I suppose you could say that botanical method aquariums have made me a lot less of a drama queen about my hobby. I mean, it's such a chill vibe and I don't know, it's kind of almost yoga-like approaching, you know, it's almost like a yoga-like approach to aquariums and you can't really help it. And once you look through enough underwater pics or videos of flooded igapo forests in Brazil, you kind of come to the realization that all this stuff, the algae, the biofilms, the decomposing leaves, tinted water, all of it is simply the way many natural systems look and that you're working with nature rather than resisting it. Mind-blowing thing, but we've been talking about it for years, but yeah, it's true. Nature seems to find ways to do stuff better than we can, even though it may not always fit the conventional aquarium definition of beauty. That little imperfection you see in your tank is nature doing its thing as part of a cohesive whole. And an existential crisis is easily averted when you make this mental stretch and understand just what this botanical thing is really all about. When you realize it's all part of a process, a system, one which was perfected billions of years before you born, it blows your mind. It's humbling, and it's altogether inspiring. The stuff that used to send me into red alert mode is simply not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. It's healthy. Well, I think comparatively it is. I mean, I still hate water spills, clutter around my tanks, stuff like that. I I try to keep the front glass clear at all times. However, if a piece of guava leaf or whatever is blowing in the current or a piece of wood has a strand of hair algae on it, I just chill. No freakouts. No existential crises. Of late, the everyday challenges of maintaining botanical method aquariums are simply making sure that everyone's healthy and that all the equipment's functioning nominally. You know, the usual stuff that most aquarists do. Sure, I still worry about the new fishes that I added or that... You know, if that small female chuckerboard cichlid is getting her fair share of food or whatever. But these are inescapable common parts of the game of aquarium keeping. And they'll continue to crop up, whether your water is white and bright or clear and dark, tinted or murky or turbid or whatever. It's how you approach this stuff that's the difference. It's something that, again, I even learned with equipment. I remember every time, I think I've talked about this before, too, but every time... I would do my first water exchange or first maintenance session with an aquarium with a new pump or filter which had a pump I was unfamiliar with. That first shutdown was always scary. Like, oh, is the thing going to come back on? Did I did I do it right? And and since the um, more fancy electronic pumps uh, that we have particularly in the reef aquarium hobby have come around with, you know, app-based control and so forth, I really used to freak out when I used those the first time like, oh my god, if I pause this thing to do a water change when I you know, restart it. Is it going to restart with the program that I set? Is it going to maintain my calibration or is it going to, I'm going to have to start all over again? Will it restart? I would get crazy about stuff like that. The, al- the reality is you kind of have to trust your equipment. You kind of have to trust yourself and that you've made good decisions along the way. And even if you haven't, you just have to look, up, uh, look at what you've done and say, is this overall thing pretty good? It usually is. It's not so much the equipment or the, the, the philosophy that you take. It's how you approach this stuff that's what makes the difference. And you know what? It's all a lesson taught to me by nature. I love it. Stay calm, stay cool, stay engaged, stay proactive, stay mentally healthy, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of the Ten.